Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. I want to dive right into this today because we are living in such challenging times, and my guest and I were talking about that just a few moments ago, and what he's doing is essential for helping teens and their families get through this time and beyond, and I'm talking about Mark Schillinger. Schillinger, who is a chiropractor specializing in mind-body wellness, and through his own series of turbulent, life-changing events, he's used his experience to create a program that helps change the lives of young men for the better. Mark is the founder of the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, which is a wilderness rite of passage for young men with over 3,500 graduates. He shares his guidance on how parents and children can successfully deal with seemingly insurmountable problems, especially during these unprecedented times. Mark is known as a teen whisperer, and his program has been successful for troubled young men, as well as also helping to transform hundreds of families and boys with the collaboration of mentors who inspire and keep these young men focused. Welcome, Mark Schillinger. How are you? Thank you so much. Good. I'm really great. You know, happy to be here, and thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And and you and I were talking a little bit. This is so important for for not only for teens but for their families to learn exactly. and embrace skills that that you're teaching. So let's start at the beginning because there's so much, and I want to make sure we cover it. Why did you start this, this weekend in the first place, and, and tell us how it began? Well, I had to do something because when I was raising my son, Gabe, in the 90s, and my daughter, Becca, they were both teens, and, of course, I wanted to be the world's best daddy because I had the world's best daddy when I was growing up, and mommy, for that matter. I uh, had great relationships with my brothers my sister, which I still do to this day, so I thought it would be easy raising my teen kids, but that's right when those devices started hitting, uh, you know, like PlayStation and things like that, and I noticed that no matter how brilliant I thought I was, their attention was just going further and further away from me. So I started to resort to the old-style way of parenting. I just started screaming and yelling and becoming demonstrative and pounding my fist, literally, and I noticed that that was not working. They were just moving further and further away. So um, I, I just really felt sad. I mean, the analogy I like to use, it felt like my son Gabe, you know, who's now about to be 39, and of course we're the closest of friends, but at the time it felt like he was on a boat in a harbor, like sailing out to the sea, and I was left on the shore with, you know, no boat to go after him. He just did not want to be around me. And so I heard about a guy up in Canada who was putting on rite of passage events for young men. I went with Gabe. I was sort of like the medical officer. 
And it really began to melt away, you know, years and years of tension. And so I came back to the Bay Area where I live, and I said, I want to do something like this. Because even as a teen, I knew I wanted to do something important in the world. And I thought that this would be it. And so uh, at the same time that I started this, um, I, you know, I also realized that, you know, the parents need help too. So, yes, I started the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend to help young men, but the, and I did this with the help of so many devoted men and women here in the Bay Area. And then I also realized it's not just the young men who need help, the parents needed help because nobody gave them uh, a roadmap, a way to navigate through all these digital distractions and diversions that uh, not only their kids were going, you know, after, but also the parents. So we created Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, and then not far after we had Challenging Teenage Sons as a way to do rites of passage for parents as well so that when they received their sons back from the Ultimate Weekend, they had a way, they had a map, and they all shared the same you know, technology, and it's been very successful. Well, again, it's so very important for people to understand this and to really be able to navigate through these times. So what do you do with a family that, you know, and kids that that are especially teens that are so addicted to their devices and games and, you know, online and, and, and like you said, don't want, like your son, Gabe, that don't want to communicate yeah. to, to their families but are just totally entrenched in that. How do you disengage them from that or just choose to engage them into communication? Yeah. and you, Well, you're actually saying the keys. It's about engagement, cooperation, communication, and most of all, relaxation. So we have the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend. Young men attend that. They go through a rite of passage, and one of the main things they learn to do is to ha- how to relax. And so when I'm working with parents, of course, I teach them how to relax, and here's why it's so important. Parents and young men often engage in, in conflict and cooperation, and for parents, you know, they're never going to win because young men are at an age where biologically they just want to kill, conquer, and, you know, move out as fast as they can. Of course, they think they can. We know they can't but I I respect their drive. What we do is we teach the families a very simple mindfulness-based stress management technique um, that I sort of fashioned, you know, early on as a teenager, I was already studying with Buddhist teachers and mindfulness. And so it's a very simple technique that once people learn it, it takes 15 seconds to do. So everybody in the family is trained that once the energy begins to escalate, somebody gets to call a timeout, and then everybody does this technique right in front of each other, that involves a sort of a simple breathing technique and uh, a mind-focused technique where everybody relaxes first. And even if the young men don't do it and they say, F you, I'm storming off to my room, the parents stay right and put. They don't chase their son. They don't yell. They don't scream. They learn to literally hold hands and calm down first because the last thing we want to be teaching parents is to create more adverse childhood Um, traumatic experiences where the yelling and screaming just escalates everything and gets nothing done. And then, as you said, you know, it's very important about communication. So, you know, we teach parents and young men a very simple uh, seven-step process on how to communicate in a way that allows everybody to have equal access to the floor. And so what I have found is that when young men and young women, for that matter, because I coach young women too, when they have a chance to really reveal who they are, what they're really trying to say so that the parents can really understand that, they're, you know, they're not, they're not adults. They don't have a, a fully formed brain. I mean, I teach a brain science course for doctors on stress management. One thing I learned early on in my studies is that, you know, a teen brain is not fully developed. 
they need time. They may be very emotional. They may be instinctual or immature when they're communicating, but they're just trying to find their way. So the parents learn to relax. They learn how to draw out the information from their son. And once the son feels like he's being heard, even if they all still disagree, at least they're connecting. And so one of the things that we do as part of the uh, communication process is sometimes there's an opportunity for both the parents and the young men to respectfully and calmly sort of get their list out on each other, like here's why I'm angry with you, here's what I'm seeing. And we teach this mindfulness-based technique as a way to dissolve the tension. So we don't go for resolve in our work first. We go to dissolve. We want to relax everybody first, teach them how to communicate, and let everybody feel safe to be seen for who they are and what they're really trying to say. So, yes, we have consequences in our system, but they're positive discipline. We never use punishments. And I would say the biggest thing that we do when I'm coaching families is we actually teach them how to put on, let's say, they, let's say the young men have not gone to the ultimate weekend and the parents haven't gone to our parenting um, rite of passage event. We teach them how to actually do a rite of passage in the house. And that's critical because parents need to have a line of demarcation with their teens that says, okay, childhood is over. Here's what's next. It's our job to teach you how to handle the adversity and the challenges of the young adult world. So our motto is to the parents, stop parenting, start mentoring. And when they get less attached to the outcomes of their teaching, like a mentor, and they're calm and clear about what they're saying, over time the young men do come around. You know, I think that teen time is such a difficult one, too. Like you said, I mean, they're they're kind of in between child and adult and 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 the mentoring aspect of it that parents can teach and and work with is so important. You know, what what's key in this and I love it, Mark, is is the whole calming because I've seen parents when they're interacting whether it's a teen or even a, a young child, their tension is so high that they're operating from that place, and it's not comfortable. I actually spoke with a parent the other day who said, I feel so guilty. I'm yelling at my daughter. I'm yelling and I'm screaming because I'm so stressed. And then afterwards, you know, I feel so badly about it. So I think what you're doing for stress management and calming people down first so they can really hear one another to communicate. Correct is so essential. Now, I find something that's fascinating, by the way, and that is you and your wife are divorced, but you run programs together, you teach together, and that's a beautiful example for all of us because that tension doesn't have to mount because people have gone different ways. So can you talk to us about that a little bit? I would love to. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of... uh, divorced families that I coach or that uh, Suzanne coaches or, you know, we teach together. And even harder is that there's parents that are married and they act like they're divorced. They're isolated from each other. I say that with no judgment because I I started in that movie. I was that person, um, married yet divorced. So when Suzanne and I divorced, you know, we were, like many other parents, we were fighting and it wasn't great for the kids. They were just, you know, children at the time. What really brought us together was that we realized, you know, we loved each other and we liked each other. We were really dedicated before our divorce and in our early courting days. We were both highly devoted to our personal growth and spiritual development. 
So what brought us back together was that we realized that we liked each other, loved each other, but here was the real key. We realized that our purpose now in the world was not so much about us, but to raise our children to be happy, healthy, and holy. And once we had a bigger purpose than just our differences, we were able to work together. And over time, because Suzanne is a very gifted family therapist here in San Rafael where I live, and she's also an energy healer. She does, uh, you know, EFT, emotional freedom technique, you know, and I'm a mind-body wellness doctor. You know, we just took all the tools that we had and just applied them to each other. We actually took care of each other. The children saw that even though we were divorced, and a lot of their stress melted away. They became way more um, compliant and uh, focused on becoming independent uh, and getting out, on the, getting out of the house because they saw a mom and dad could actually handle adversity calmly, clearly, with a bigger purpose and with a way. And that's the main thing that I would say about uh, parents, whether they're married or divorced, is that most families don't have a way. They're just making stuff up on the spot because the parents are stressed out. They have to work. They have their own needs, their work needs. They have to take care of the kids. Teens are more stressed out probably than ever in the history of the world. And so everybody's overwhelmed. So what we do is we teach families what we did. Like we created a way, a step-by-step way, and it worked. And so that's what we started to do with the families when I realized that it wasn't just the young men who were suffering, so were the parents. So we literally created a way for parents and young people to, to move through their differences, to respect their differences, and also to focus on the major purpose, which was to have the parents be clear mentors and to have the children be given a roadmap on how to become more independent and make it in the world. So to this day, I like to say that, you know, Suzanne and I and my two children, we all live within five minutes of each other, and we celebrate holidays together. We go for walks together. We, you know, once a week we're on Zoom now with COVID and we check in. Um, But I like to say that we have the happiest married, divorced family. So I really want to inspire, you know, those parents who are listening who are divorced or married, there's a way to overcome your differences. You just need a roadmap to do it. And believe me, your children will then stay happy, healthy, and holy, and they'll never leave you, married or divorced. You have to have a way to show them the light. You know, that's so very important, Mark, because parents get angry with one another and oftentimes speak badly about each other to their children, and and sometimes children, even teens and adult children, have to choose sides, which doesn't create harmony and peace. And this is a way, a beautiful way that you and your ex-wife have created Mm -hmm. that, that really allows for communication and respect and harmony and appreciation and really celebrating each other despite differences and despite the fact that you're not together so bravo for that and we all need more of that we need more of the right way for family unity and that's so incredibly important right so let's get back this this beautiful weekend how are men young men chosen how do they come to this wilderness rite of passage what how does it begin really do parents parents (laughs) go ahead uh, parents desperate, is that what you're saying? Our parents desperate, yeah. and they say, i got yeah. to go somewhere. I'm just being playful. But, ha- you know, ha- yeah, yeah, how, do no, people- how do people sign up well, for this and, and what's involved well, in initially? This is open to everybody. This is not, you know, unfortunately, so we sometimes get this sort of uh, 
people think that we're just you, you serving underserved youth and, you know, troubled youth. You know, my, my response is that all youth are troubled and most parents are troubled, me included. Exactly. So this is, this is open to everybody, of course. Um, we, we don't discriminate on any level, whether they're uh, academically, socially, racially. I mean, this is open to all parents and all young men. So the way it began was, you know, I knew that I was going to put on the Young Ultimate Weekend. I created this with the devoted help of many other people, as I mentioned before. So we just put the word out in our community. We had no budget. We had no money. And at the very first event, Joanne, there was 205 young men showed up with parents in this little parking lot. And we had no, you know, I knew my son was going to be there. Otherwise, he'd have no allowance. And um, his four best friends had to be there because they wouldn't be able to sleep on my bachelor pad couches anymore. So I knew there was going to be five dudes there, my son and his four best friends. That I knew. There was 200 other young men who showed up, and these parents were, like, clamoring. Like, I was, I was so overwhelmed, all the volunteers, and I was so overwhelmed. Like, we could just make – we only could make jokes to kind of get through it. And so that's when I realized, like, I was not the only parent who was suffering from how to raise a son in this era of digital dominance. And so that's when we realized that all parents, all families were suffering so this is open to anybody and everybody. The young men that we work with at the Young Adult Weekend, uh, weekend is ages 13 to 20. And so I have to tell you that when the young men show up, though, when the parents get them there, um, they're not really happy. Let's just say their FU is really huge. They don't want to leave their devices because as soon as they show up, we're, we take their devices. I mean, not forcefully. We just have a box and go, yes, we nod our heads and go, you know what goes in there. Um, you would feel, you feel like we were like, uh, you know, asking for one of their limbs. I mean, they just don't want to let go of these things. So at Friday night, when they show up, they're not very happy on Friday night. I'm no longer at the young men's ultimate weekend. All my mentors run it because I'm in a hotel with Suzanne and other teachers teaching the parents, you know, we're doing their ride of passage in the hotel. But in the early days when I was there, I could tell you that on Friday night when those young men showed up, they were really pissed. They were angry. They didn't want to leave their friends behind or their devices and all that. And then I will tell you, you know, by Sunday afternoon when we reunite the parents and the young men in this really tear-jerking ceremony, the young men don't want to leave a lot of them because they feel respected. They feel seen. They got a chance to discover their weaknesses without being made fun of. They got a chance to discover their own virtues and their own values and the behaviors that demonstrate, the healthy behaviors that can demonstrate, you know, how, how they can be happy with themselves. They just learn a lot of good stuff um, they certainly learn how to ask for help. That's a really big deal. And so the parents are now ready to receive them in a really good way. And, of course, the agenda, the things that we do at the weekend are amazing for these young men. They have no idea what to expect. And by the time Sunday comes, like I said, they've been through a whole series of mental, spiritual, emotional, physical challenges, and they realize that they are up for the task. So it's really transformational for them and the parents. You know, it sounds wonderful, and and I, I didn't realize that you all during this whole weekend, parents are are also being trained. So kudos to that oh, yeah. because that's that's essential. Because yeah, if kids were, if teens were coming back and they went through this transformation, and yet their parents still didn't get it. I mean, hello. So so that's great. Right. That really is. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about what happens in this weekend and? Why do you call it rites of passage? I mean, in, in many cultures, and there is a rite of passage at a certain age. So what does this mean for the teens? Well, a rite of passage, um, 
it's basically, I, I like to call it a line of demarcation. It's basically a time that says to young men, we're not taking away your fun. However, fun needs to come second. Now it's time for focus. You have to focus in on your own skills and abilities that you already have, your own wisdom that you already have, and the skills and the wisdom that you're going to have to learn and develop in order to make it in the outside world. It is no longer okay to blame your mommy and your daddy or your teachers or your ex-girlfriends or boyfriends or whoever for your unhappiness or your unwillingness to go out into the world and do what you need to do, which is to become more independent so that you can take care of yourself. So that's how I would define a rite of passage, you know, simply put. And as I said, there's certain challenges that they go through, which I'm happy to reveal, you know, some of them, um, so that they can, again, discover who they are, what their own values are, strengths are, and then what their weaknesses are, and then learn how to develop them. So it's really about emotional intelligence, building their emotional intelligence. Um, some of the highlights of the weekend, if you really want to know what goes on in there, I'm happy to tell you if you want to hear that. Yes, I mean, as long as it's not a secret. <laughs> um, I'm no, playful. not anymore because there's been thousands of young men who've gone through and thousands of parents, so it's out there. Here's what I would say are the highlights. Here's the number one highlight. It occurs on Saturday night, right around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. The young men show up on Friday night. Like I said, they're really unhappy to be there. They don't trust us. They don't know us. By Saturday midday, they've done some drumming ceremonies. They've done ropes courses. They've done uh, – my son Gabe is a very successful hip-hop producer now. His company, Legion Beats, is known worldwide. A lot of the young men know my son Gabe because he's so popular on the Internet. So he actually will come with his staff, and they'll make hip-hop beats there. Um, they'll do – uh, yoga, they'll do all sorts of challenges. But by Saturday evening, right after dinner, they're really trusting us. Like they see that we want them to discover who they are. In fact, we use this expression, which is about young men, conformity without authenticity is anarchy, meaning we don't want these young men to conform to what we think they need to learn without also helping them discover who they are. And if they're, if they're being shown who they are or it's drawn out of them, then they're willing to cooperate and do anything. So by Saturday night, they're, they're cooperating because they see that we want to teach them stuff that they need to learn, but also we want to get to know them and they feel safe to reveal who they are. So after dinner Saturday night, they go back to their, uh, their different team areas because we, do, we use no tents, there's no buildings, it's sleeping bags, it's under the stars, which is a first for some of these young men. They go back to their areas, it gets quiet, and we start to warm them up with, like, you know, what are the things that are really bothering you? Uh, what, are, what are really did things difficult for you? So we start each team, because they're broken up into teams of eight to ten young men. And so they start really opening up their heart a little bit. Then all of a sudden they'll hear drumming and, and didgeridoos in the background. And so they know something's coming. And so then they get blindfolded. And then they have to put their hand on the shoulder of the young man in front of them and then there's a mentor leading this, and it's called a trust walk. You may have heard of that. So they get led through the forest, um, you know, semi-dangerous terrain. It's a really challenge for them to take care of each other. They're through the woods. And then they come to an area where they're separated from their team, and they have to walk up a bunch of um, steps to get to a platform. So they're standing there, still blindfolded. Now the drums and the didgeridoos are louder. And then a mentor will approach them and say, are you ready to be initiated into a young man? Thankfully, most of them say yes. Some don't. I can come back to what we do with those young guys, but they say yes. So we simply tell them to lock their knees, grab their balls, 
and fall backwards. So they do a trust fall. And they're caught by 12, 14 men, and they are caught and then put upright. We take off their blindfold, and we say nothing other than we point to a direction of tiki torches, and they begin to walk by themselves for a minute or two through the woods following the tiki torches. By the time all the young men have gone through this experience, there's now uh, all the volunteers are there. There's usually 60 to 70 men who volunteer. A lot of these men are the same volunteers from when we started 20 years ago. And now there's anywhere from 40 to maybe 100 young men in this this huge circle. And we let the young men know that this is an opportunity for them to let go in a primal way of all their past pains, hurts, and disappointments and to release it all so that they have no more excuses about not operating at their true potential. So then we'll call a young man into the circle or we'll say, who wants to go first? They don't even know what's coming. They just trust us by now. And we let them know that there's going to be six men standing in a line. We call it a train of men. They're all standing in a row um, vertically, not horizontally, but vertically. So the young man stands in front of the first man, and the first man will say, this is the chance for you to let go of all your hurts and disappointments. You're going to be pushing up against me and these other five men behind me. There's no punching or biting or kicking. We just want you to push with all your might. You can scream, you can yell, you can cry, you can say whatever you need to do to say goodbye to all your past stuff because after tonight, it's not going to be an excuse not to go on in a positive way. So they push and they scream and they yell. And the six men don't push back, they backpedal. We offer resistance, which represents all their you know, trauma, but we're backpedaling, so, they're, so we're not pushing back against them. After about a minute or two, they are sobbing. They are falling to the ground. They're pounding the dirt. When the other young men watch this happen, they start going, I need help. I need help. And within a few hours, all the young, most of the young men and all the adult men do this together. And by the end, like one or two in the morning, everybody's exhausted. But we end by having a big circle. And it's very powerful because they realize that all men have to grieve. And they can't do it sometimes in a conventional way where they're sitting in the therapy office and just being asked to be emotional. Sometimes dudes just got to get their you-know-what out in a safe and controlled way, which they do. And literally, I like to say, if I took a picture of them before the event and after, they looked like different people. And the event ends at about 1 or 2 in the morning. And then, of course, we do what men love to do the most, which is then we all go eat together, have some big snack. And we let them know that at 5 in the morning they're going to be uh, awakened up, because, awakened because they're going to be going into a sweat lodge. So they go from this event. Uh, some of them stay up all night. Some of them do get some rest. And then they go into a Native American sweat lodge. And the purpose of the sweat lodge is not to teach them so much Native American ways because our philosophy, this right-way method of family unity, espouses that there is no one right way to be religious or to raise a family or to be happy. And we want to give them experience mostly to just learn how to pray in a way that's true for them. We call that using their intuition, a way to tap into something that is bigger than them and includes them, is never separate from them, and they can tap into that in any way they want to. So it's a very powerful event for them. Um, And then we do one last thing before uh, we feed them breakfast. I'm sorry, right after breakfast, we then do an event where we tell them that the men are going to compete against all the young men in a sport. And they get like, no problem, you guys are old, we're going to kick your asses, we're going to win this. And so we don't tell them what the sport is. We just line them up on one side of a big field, 
and then the adult men line up on another side, and then we put all these different like soccer balls, footballs, basketballs out, and then we ring the bell and the game starts. They have no idea what's going on. The men know how to, to win the game, so to speak. So for the first 10 minutes, they're just standing around like, this sucks. Life is not fair. So we ring the bell and we go, time out. What do you guys need? What do you guys need to do to organize yourselves and work together as a team and stop complaining that life is not fair? Everybody knows life is not fair. And what are you going to do about it? So then they usually pick a captain and like within five minutes, they're like all ready to go. And they usually do kick our ass. But we want to teach them that lesson that life is not fair and they need to continue to go on and give their best. So that's you know, I think the summary it's so, of some of the things that we do. I think yeah. it, it's so incredible what, what you guys are doing. And I was having tears thinking about it because I've been through sweat lodges and walked on glass and had the – yeah, all sorts of ceremonies, and this is so, these are so powerful, and and help people like you're doing, help these teens really get to release some of the anger and and resentment, and and find their own, find who they are, and do so like you said at the end with with collaboration and cooperation, and in so many yeah. ways. So I I think it's so yeah. beautiful. Mark, right, and the key, and I, if I, if I, I I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say the key, though, is you have to have a way. See, we're not making stuff up on the spot. So this right way method of family unity that you hinted at, R-I-G-H-T stands for five virtues that we teach. Respect, intelligence, gallantry, grace, we call it for the women, humor, and true. And each one of these five virtues has a definition or value. So when we say men, we need to be more respectful. They, they know that that means to hold in a high regard. If we say now we're going to practice being intelligent, they know that means trusting your intuition or your experience as the source of your wisdom. If we say we're going to be practicing gallantry now, we say that means being courteous or courageous. If we say we're going to bring H or humor, that means we're going to, no matter what's going on, we're going to celebrate. We're going to rejoice no matter what's going on. And then T stands for true, which we define as living your life with integrity, which means knowing what your values are and having the positive, healthy behaviors that demonstrate them. So I just wanted to end by saying, you know, we have this, way all the mentors are trained in this way and i think that's what the young men love that we're not making stuff up we have a way we're living it we're modeling it because parenting and mentoring is monkey see monkey do so we have a way and they get into that way certainly by the early part of saturday they get that there's a system to this and they follow it and it's so it's it's important to have a system and i you know i yeah. i was actually visualizing these these men coming together at the end and figuring out okay so what do we need to do to to not say life isn't fair and 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 complain and get to a place of really being able to figure out okay what do we need we need to unify we need to we need to be able to have some way of gaining our power as a team and, and working together, and that's key. So you and I were talking earlier about mind-body wellness because we both do that. Mm-hmm. Why is it important and, and so ingra- you know, integrated into everything that you're doing, both for the weekend and also for families? Yeah, thank you. Well, life has never been more stressful than it is right now. Maybe in the history of humankind, that may be a little dramatic, and certainly in my lifetime it is for sure. And as you and I know as mind-body wellness you know, practitioners, 80%, that's an 8 and a 0, 80% of all illnesses caused by stress. It's the number one cause of illness in the world. And here's the thing, especially parents need to get this. 
parents and children equally suffer from stress. Children are suffering just as much from stress as parents are. So the first skill that all people must constantly possess in order to adapt to the stresses that they're under is the ability to calm themselves down quickly, regardless of what the circumstances and conditions are. So when we teach young people and adults how to relax in 15 seconds or less, that gives them a lot of confidence that they can dissolve their stress and then tap into their experience or their intuition instead of acting on their reactions. You know, we teach them that reactions are normal. However, most of the time it's best not to act on them until you've calmed yourself down. So that's really the main thing about the stress management is that it's so stressful right now. And when people try to psychologically figure out what to do when they're upset, there's not going to be a good answer. You know, we're taught to, like, be quick, resolve things quickly, and then you're smart. Well, in my study of brain science and just the history of humankind and how humans developed through tribal living and now modern living, what I have learned is that it's really a physiological way to relax first, like breathing in a certain way and then focusing your mind on just what's actually happening in the present, like stop thinking and just get into a simple way to calm yourself down. So that's what we find is the the bottom line. And then everybody feels safe to reveal their deepest issues, which then builds the loyalty and trust and respect that all people want. One thing I wanted to say, too, in regards to stress is that at this rite of passage program we do for the parents, we also do a, uh, a ceremony for them where they get to grieve also on Saturday night. Of course, they're in a hotel. Their sons are in the woods, but not too far away. I'm in a hotel with Suzanne and others leaving the parents in a grieving ceremony of their own where right. they have to Mark, grieve all the, all the mis- I'm sorry, yes. Would you be willing to take our listeners through a little bit of that release, that stress the release right oh, now? Oh, the technique. Sure. Yeah. Um, if I do, we have two minutes because it, it takes twenty minutes to teach. I'm going to let. We have yeah, we. Uh, it's. I think it's important for our listeners to to experience this because it's not just teens and their parents that are going through this. We're all experiencing stress, and you have a beautiful sure. technique that you've helped okay. other people go through. And so, yes, let's do it. Sure. So I encourage the listeners not to write down what I'm teaching you because you can just contact us and I'll send you the technique written out. But it goes like this. So everybody should just take a moment to start breathing in one very specific way, which is where you take a natural, normal inhale through your nose or your mouth or both. So it's just a gentle breath in. But then the exhale is going to be immediately following it. It's a slower, longer, controlled breath out through your nose or your mouth, or both. So it's like... And then you just wait. The waiting or the pause is because your body will innately, intelligently tell you when to breathe in again. And then the breath in again is a natural, normal breath into your nose, your mouth, or both, followed by a longer, slower, controlled breath out through your nose or your mouth, or both. And then you just pause. And you just wait, because now your body will start secreting endorphins, which will relax you and get you out of fight or flight. The second part involves just stating to yourself in loud, not out loud, 
You can do it out loud if nobody's around. And you're just going to say to yourself whatever your body's experiencing and whatever you're hearing and whatever you're seeing. So I'll give you an example while you're all breathing. I would say to myself, mindfully and presently, I feel my butt on the chair. I feel my hands are crossed. I feel my feet on the floor. I feel my back up against the back support. I feel my body breathing in and breathing out. My eyes are open. I see a coffee mug. I see a pen. I see a table. I see one, two, three, four, five trees out the window. I hear myself breathing. Now I'm just going to say whatever I'm hearing. I hear a car going by. I hear myself breathing. And then I'll just keep focused on whatever I'm experiencing, visually or with my ears, hearing, or what my body's experiencing while I'm breathing. So I'll do this for just another 20 seconds. Continue to breathe, natural breath in through your nose or your mouth or both, followed by a longer breath out through your nose or mouth or both, and then you pause. And just state to yourself whatever you're hearing or seeing. If your eyes are closed and just say, I see dark spots, light spots, shapes, colors, whatever. And whatever you're feeling with your body. If your mind wanders, that's what minds do. Bring it right back to whatever you're hearing seeing or feeling while you're breathing. Just take another five or 10 seconds to do that. Good. If your eyes are closed, just gently, slowly open them. Don't rush. Slowly open them. If your eyes are already open, just pick one or two things to look at and just state to yourself what you see. If your eyes are now open, just pick one or two things to look at Gate yourself what you're seeing as a way to bring your attention back to this present moment. And that essentially is the technique. And, so you know, I, I just want to, and, and, it, and what it does is it really, like you're right, it really, now I do my own yes. relaxation techniques, but it really very quickly calms you. <laughs> I feel more serene and and ready for whatever. So thank you for that. That's, That's so important. What yes. were you going to say? And you can. I was just going to say, like you know, it can be done in 15 seconds, and that's what we're teaching everybody. Like, just because people go, oh, I suck at meditation. I don't have an hour to go to some cave and meditate. I go, listen, I'm an ADHD bipolar dude. I have about five seconds, and then I'm on to the next thing. So I can do this in 10 or 15 seconds, and I'm calmer. And that's the whole idea, is to not communicate when you're agitated, just relax first. Even if nothing's resolved, it's better than getting into the competition of fighting. Beautiful and so true. And I think it's so important that people utilize relaxation and stress techniques. That This one is beautiful and so important. And we all need this, not just teens and not just their parents and their that's families. Right. So thank you so much, Mark. What do you want to leave our listeners with before we close? Thank you. Uh, well, it's something that I was mentioning to Lisa Ling from CNN. I mentioned to you before with the program that, I, you know, she came and covered our event on her show, This Is Life with Lisa Ling, back in November. And, you know, she was asking me questions like, I was like, what's one thing you would tell me to convince me to come cover the show? And I said this. I said, it's never, ever too late. It is simply never too late to teach the parents families how to get along and I said my vision is simply this my vision is that when parents and young people really know how to get along well then young men will I believe make the world a safer and more prosperous place for everyone 
without discrimination towards anyone. And when young men know how to work with women, I truly believe that they will be able to provide the political and economic leadership that we need that's based on love and generosity and cooperation, not on hatred, greed, and domination. I love it, and it's so very important and true and very timely right now. So tell our listeners, Mark, how they can get a hold of you, find out more about your programs for families and teens and parents, and so much more. Yeah, thank you. Um, Well, if they want to contact me directly to get that right now meditation technique, they can email me just directly, which is mark at markschillinger.com. That's easy. If you want to find out more about the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, our website is YMUW, Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, YMUW.org. I recommend going there because there's a free report that we offer, um, why it's harder than ever to raise your son and what you can do about it. Um, It's got a lot of good insights on how to deal with young men. If parents want to learn more about the parenting workshops that I provide with Suzanne, um, we're actually doing an online course coming up, an eight-week course or if they want to learn more about coaching um, with me, then they would go to challengingteenagesons.com. That's challengingteenagesons.com. And there's also, a, I think it's a free ebook on that website, uh, The Four Secrets to Help Your Son Grow Up Right Now. Um, please communicate with us. If you want to learn more about what we're up to and what we're doing, we love to communicate with people. You know, we're helping families all around the world. We really welcome people finding out more about it and we're happy to respond thank you so much mark and thank you so much for what you're doing not only for teens but for their families and for all of us i appreciate it thank you so much for having me i really mean that thank you my pleasure take care so think about everything that mark shared with us including the way to really manage your stress so that you're breathing and just paying attention to what's going on rather than being combative and and challenging because it really works and it's so very, very important. And these are some of the tools and ways that you can power your life so that you feel good about yourself, powerful within your own right without harming or hurting anybody else and knowing that you have gifts and talents that are beautiful and that you can share. If you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. Go to docwhite.org and have a beautiful, wonderful, safe, and self-respecting, loving day. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.